everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Life Radio. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. I'm Sarah Moore Rader. I am finding um, that I have made a lot of things in my life titled things that are hard to say. I struggle saying <laughs> Authentic Life Radio. You do? I do. Authentic Life Radio. There hmm. are other things in my life that I am really having a trouble having having trouble saying. And so I, I have to slow down and enunciate my words and my letters or I'm going to sound four. <laughs> well, you know what? There's, there's nothing wrong with sounding four sometimes. Sometimes. You know, it's yes. good to have a childlike innocence. Maybe not so much when you're saying authentic life radio. I don't know. It'd be funny, but you know, it's okay. Slow down and and um enunciate. That's what that's what I'm I'm working that's on. That's what you're working on today. That's your goal for the day de- for the day? It is. I think that it is. It well, might good. be my goal for the day. So how, how are I was gonna <laughs> say, how are you? <laughs> I'm better now. Um the first go around I, I I woke up with the kids to get them off to school and pack lunch. And I looked at the world and I said, um, nope. <laughs> and went back to bed. That's funny. Uh, woke up with less than an hour before you were going to be here. Mm-hmm. And um, threw on some clothes. And I'm thankful for that. I, you're welcome. <laughs> I, although, here's the thing. I would have been completely comfortable staying in my pajamas. <laughs> I know. I know. And probably warmer. I'm my feet are so cold today. Well, it's just, what's cold in this room. It is cold. And in you were this already room. cold before. I know. So it's I can not going to be fun. Yeah. And I'm wearing like my holy jeans, so my legs aren't covered all the way either. <laughs> Your holy jeans. That's what I, I I talk about wearing holy jeans too. I just yeah. think that it makes me feel more spiritual when I absolutely. Do that. So there's the, nothing wrong with that. The, these are my they're my holy jeans, mm-hmm. and I love them. They they make me feel young and slightly edgy sometimes isn't that funny how jeans can do that or how different clothes can make you feel like just give you something with your personality it does it does here so here's one thing um did we used to do authentic life radio live yes i thought so okay i thought we did i'm very grateful that we don't anymore oh yeah me too it would be a scary scary picture for me today and and I love that, you know, I'm comfortable in, in my skin. So I don't have to, you know, have my hair fixed every day or, or wear makeup every day. I'm, it, that doesn't bother me. But um, tomorrow is my favorite day of the month. It's, it's hair day. I'm going to go and have my gray covered up. And, you know, it's the best day ever, right? It, it, it really is. <laughs> it really, shout, out, I mean, shout out to our hairdresser, Shana, because who does an incredible job. She does. And so last, last month... She asked me if I wanted to try something different. And so for those who don't know, I I'm naturally I have naturally um blonde hair and it got a little bit darker as I got older. So, you know, it's it's a a dark blonde, light brown depending on the day and the light and you know whatever. But I prefer to be redhead. <laughs> and and Shana helps me. Shana helps me in that endeavor. So, um a couple no, last month, because I've, I've only done it once. Last month, she says, do you want to try something different and put like these little extra swatches of, of color in? And so there are parts of my, um, there are strands of my hair that have like a darker red 
um, color on them. And, and, and it's so beautiful. Thank you. And I love it. And I feel young and fun. And I'm going to tell her tomorrow that I want more. Uh, I don't want to put that color on my whole head mm-hmm. because... Um, I think about what it would do to my pillowcases. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The first time I washed my hair after my appointment last month, like my my suds in my in my shampoo were pink. That's fascinating. And it because, ran down the drain pink. Okay, good to know because Lydia got Shana did Lydia's mm-hmm. hair and she went really dark red with like I mean it was it was gorgeous, but Lydia waited a couple of days because yeah. you know to make it stay. But then she washed her hair and she's like, "Mom, my hair is coming out of my." I said, "I think that that's probably normal, but it I'm is. glad to hear yes. that for um for you because from you too, yeah, that'll be that's good for me. To it is. I remember one time um she did my hair and then Cliff and I went out of town and so then the first time that I washed my hair while we were gone, the hotel had white towels. <laughs> You see where this is yeah, going, right? Because I got out of the shower and I wrapped my hair up. And when I took it down, the towel was then pink. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> what can you do? Right. No, so, the joys of being a woman. Right? Ser- I mean, really. Like, I mean, it is pretty cool, though, that we can just change our hair color right. at the drop of a hat. I can change pink. my whole outlook on life with a new hair color. I agree. Well, when I get my gray covered, I'm like... Praise Jesus. I could conquer the world. It, it really does make you feel like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling pretty conquering and confident right now, but wait until tomorrow. Watch out, world. Here comes Steffi. I mean, that'll be... Yesterday, I wore my... Um, I have this... One of my favorite things about fall are pulling out all of my little booties that, you know, mm-hmm. all of my little boots that I have. And it's, it's one of my favorite things. I have this one pair that I've probably had for eight years now. Do you know the copper ones with the sparkly heels? Yes. Like the, those the, are awesome. And I, I wore them yesterday and I'm leaving Kroger and I'm like, I walked different when I wear these shoes. I just have like this very confident stride when I'm like, I need to wear these every day. It makes me want to sing, start singing these boots were made for walking. <laughs> they were because <laughs> I seriously, I walk different when I'm wearing them. That's crazy. To so think I about think how. I'm going to wear them tomorrow with my snazzy new hair and, and and then when Shana puts the curls in too, I know. which I'm trying to learn how to do. I bought I bought my first curling iron in years, in years, and I've been trying to fix my hair and do uh-huh. the curls and instead of just straightening it or just throwing it up sort of in a bun. But yeah, yeah, which I do a lot. And right now I have a hat over. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, but nobody's going to see me. I mean, well, that's not true. I did go to Kroger this morning to get stuff. <laughs> You know, but I didn't care. That's that. You know, that are, there's a freedom to getting. There is becoming confident yes. in and just who I am. You know, I've obviously been a lot thinner in my years, and you not had as much gray and whatever. I, but I really feel great. I mean, do I want to get healthier? Yes. Um, are there things that I want to do to mature? But I'm still not embarrassed to go out and. No, absolutely not. Heck no. We I- wanted snacks the other night. And so I told, I was already in my pajamas. I had already done, you know, every woman's favorite thing at the end of the day. I'd taken my bra off mm-hmm. and I apologize to, I don't, no, I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> it's just men don't have to wear one. And so that you just don't understand. It's just the truth. It's the best feeling at the end of the day. 
And um, it, it really is incredible. <laughs> Cliff's like, so you're going to go with me, right? And I'm like, dude, I'm in my pajamas. I've already taken my bra off. I'm not going anywhere. Well, he convinced me and I said, I'll ride in the car, but I'm not going in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it's never stopped me before. I have no problem going into the grocery store in my pajamas. Now, if I'm not you know, wearing the proper undergarments, I will wear like a big sweatshirt or a sweater or something, but that's just polite. (laughs) (laughs) It it is. It is polite. It is the polite thing uh, to do. Although, although around here, there are people right aren't as polite as you and I would be. Yes. Right. And I, 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 so I rode in the car, but I didn't go into the store because I just didn't want to be I didn't want to. Oh, you actually didn't go in. I, I, I thought didn't you were going to tell. I, no. I just knew that it was going to end up being that you went in. I didn't. No. Jane and I sat in the car together and um, talked while we gave Cliff a list of what we wanted and, and sent him in. That was, and, that's good. You know, speaking of bras, I do not understand out of all the technology that this world has, that we've been given and, and, and how smart how bras can still be uncomfortable. I know. It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. I mean, I can buy a really expensive bra or I can buy a, cheap, a really cheap bra and, and they're, they're both still, uncomfortable. And they're still just not comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I bet somebody will say, you're not getting the right fit. I know that I am. I mean, it's just, ugh, they're just not comfortable. That's just the and bottom here, line. I've, I've been in the store and tried one on and said, you know, this is comfortable. This is, mm-hmm. well, that's fine for five minutes. Trying it on in the store. Try wearing it for, you know, 17 hours. Right. No, they're not. Right. They're I know. Incredibly it's incredibly uncomfortable. So. It really is not. A, that's, that is one thing that's not fun about being a girl. No, it's not. But it is the way that it is. And mm-hmm. at least we can buy pretty ones. Very good. That's true. We I, can buy pretty I, I like, I like wearing pretty undergarments. Mm-hmm. Well, that's another thing too. It changes the way I. It changes the way I feel. Yeah, and it's amazing. It's, again, it is amazing to me getting my hair done, wearing mm-hmm. wearing different jeans or what. Uh, it's wearing- not anything that I do in a vain sense, uh-uh. because I'm I'm leaving the house today. In my holy jeans, wearing my Zach Brown band concert t-shirt. Um, I was going to put on flip-flops, but my feet are really cold. So I'll pro- I'm just going to put on gym shoes or whatever. I will have to put my contacts in because the sun is shining. And I can't do no sunglasses. That's but you, really, just... you look really good in glasses, though. So Thank that doesn't you. change anything. Thank you. But, you know, I'm going out with my gray hair. My hair is in a ponytail. I don't care. Well, obviously, like, it you can... Does, t- it, I am still confident in who I am, but when I have my hair done or, you know, my, my copper colored boots on or a pretty bra or, you know, it, it boosts me. I don't need it, Mm -hmm. but I like it. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong. Take care of your, this. Is, this is, I say this all the time. The greatest thing I learned in my 30s was to take care of myself. I learned that when I am at my best, I'm better for those around me. And, and that's such a beautiful, beautiful lesson. Um, my 30s were, were hard. Um, they were very, very difficult. And, um, but it also... 
has gotten me to the place now where I want to take care of myself mm-hmm. again. I want to fix my hair. I um, And let me tell you people, she curled her hair last week and it was adorable. So you. she can say she's trying, but really she's doing. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, maybe I should say I should get, you know, it just takes a long time. It does. It, it takes forever. It, it really does. And so I, so it's just a lot easier today to, for me today, because by the way, today's Luke's 18th birthday. No, so happy I got birthday, up, Luke. I, so I got up this morning and I went, went grocery shopping um, and um, got stuff because he's having some buddies over tonight for dinner. So I'm fixing them um, ribs and mashed potatoes and broccoli casserole. I mean, just a bunch of stuff. And I'm really excited about that. And so, but I was like, I've got to get to the grocery store. I you know, have to do this today. And then I'm going to go home and cook and clean and I really will take a shower, but you know what? My hair will end up being up again Yeah, because it's just, it's easy. It is very easy. And I really don't care about impressing Luke's buddies. (laughs) Not a big deal. (laughs) So, you know, it's okay. It's fine. Um, You just be glad that you smell better than they do. (laughs) Good point. Good point. And and I think that they, they don't, they won't care anything about what I look like. They'll just be focused on the food. So that's not going to matter. But like I said, I went up, when I went to Kroger this morning, I just, I went like this and I don't, and I was like, you know what? I just don't care. Right. But then there are days that I really do, do care, care and want to be pretty. Right. But, but the bottom line is we are always beautiful. We are. No matter what we're wearing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I dress up for me, mm-hmm. not for anyone else. Mm-hmm. They just gain the benefits. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It just gained the benefits. And I'm just thinking, like, right now, because I told you, I woke up late. I, I woke up, like, 40 minutes before you got here. Um, I will I will brush my teeth when we're finished here because I forgot to do that when I got up. Well, that's... Uh, that will benefit well, those around me. It really... <laughs> no, but it, as I'm sitting here across, the, really close in proximity with these microphones and you now tell which will benefit. It doesn't benefit Sarah, but it'll benefit it everybody else. It doesn't benefit Sarah, but she loves me anyway, so, you know, <laughs> it's just the way that it is. I was wondering. No, I'm just kidding. You're, it's perfect. I wouldn't have even known if you hadn't said anything. It's just... Oh. Some days you win some and some days you don't. Yeah. Speaking of not so. brushing teeth, though, I remember when Luke, I mean, especially Luke, was oh, a baby. Boys. That I didn't ever have time to myself to brush my teeth. Exactly. Like, he cried nonstop. I mean, and you know that he was, he's always been, I love his strength. I love how God has created him, but he has always had a strong personality. And so um, he wanted to be either held or just be the center mm-hmm. of my attention all the time. There were days that I would go literally not having the time to brush my teeth. Right. Um, and, but now it's like, and then I get to this stage where I'm hardly, I hardly ever get to see my kids. It, it feels like, you know, yeah. and I, I think, why did I ever care about my dang teeth? teeth. Right. You <laughs> have plenty of time now to brush my teeth. I can brush my teeth for five minutes now because nobody knows that I'm missing. But uh, <laughs> I remember, I remember thinking when the kids were little that um, you know you're like, I just want to go to the bathroom by myself. I know. Please, please, can I just go to the bathroom by myself? And my my kids, Megan will be 19 in a month, and so they are you know very close to 19, 17, and 13. I still don't get to go to the bathroom by myself. <laughs> You know what's so funny Megan about that? Megan FaceTimed me the other day. She doesn't even live here anymore. And I'm like, can I call you? She's like, it's fine. And I'm like, 
Can I just call you back? I have to pee. <laughs> you know what's funny about that is how different our kids are because my kids are so super modest. Mm-hmm. Like Lydia still, I mean, there's nobody in our house but me a lot. Of, I mean, sometimes. Mm-hmm. And she'll literally go in her room and lock the door. <laughs> To change your clothes. I'm like, Lydia, I mean, what do you, who do you think is going to walk in? McKenna does that. Oh, I mean, okay. But, um, yeah. but she has brothers, a, a yeah. brother, and I don't, I don't even know. It'll just be me. I, I don't even know. I'm like, Megan had to train herself to go to the bathroom with the door closed when she went to college. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Megs. So it was, it, it's just. It's just so different to be in this stage of life, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy it. Somebody asked me a couple of weeks ago what my favorite stage of parenting is, and I said, hands down, teenagers. I, I know. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I was born to be a mom of teenagers. Yes. Well, I was born to be a mom of just be a mom. Just to be a mom. Mm-hmm. But especially during this time and one of the things that's most been most difficult about my divorce is the fact that I only get them half time, mm-hmm. part time, sometimes not at all. And I feel like that that's been stolen from me in mm-hmm. a way. Um and so I'm kind of I'm dealing with I'm dealing with not being able to be the mom that I want to be and right. that is so so difficult. Um but it also helps me to realize that the moments that I do have with them, I really do can enjoy and treasure. Right. But you are an incredible mom. And I love the the atmosphere, the the place that you've created here with your home, um, where kids know that they're safe and welcome. And you have just done an incredible, incredible job of of building into people's lives and to especially your kids, friends. I mean, of course your kids, but then their friends as well. You've just been an amazing, amazing, um, just spirit to do that. I I just appreciate that. Thank you. you. Mm -hmm. That means, that means a lot. I I know, I know, I know that that's been your whole. It has focus. It has. Um, I, I think that, Obviously, I had safe places mm-hmm. growing up, and and so I'm not going to say that I never had I never had a safe place, but I never had a place where I could. And part of it is so I don't want to say never because part of it was that I didn't know how to be completely myself. I hadn't learned that yet. But as a teenager, I will say I never felt like I had a place where I could be 100% myself. Whether I was, you know, the Christian teenager one place and I was, you know, the Stephanie that lived with my dad and I was the Stephanie who visited by my mom, which at times were very different Stephanies and so I hadn't really reconciled how to be just me and not care whether they liked me or not just the way that I am. And so going into having my kids' friends in my space, I really wanted a place where they felt safe and they felt um, no judgment, and that 
they could talk to me about things that they won't talk to their parents about. And that has been that has been my goal as I have spent the last six years having being around teenagers of all, you know, Mm -hmm. Megan's 19. So yeah, so six years and um, almost 19. I'm rounding up. (laughs) It's just easier. Mm-hmm. but not that I want to rush this last month of, of her being 18, but um, so it's, it's been very important to me to create that kind of, of space. And I love that. I will tell people when they come in, whether kids or adults alike, you know, make yourself at home when, when you're here, make yourself at home. And it went so far as we had a, we had uh, some adults here and I had said, make yourself at home. And we had lunch and then after lunch, they were like washing their dishes. And it's like, well, you said make yourself at home. And at home, I wash my dishes. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll do your dishes. but Which is a be, big deal for you. Which because is a big deal for dishes. me. I absolutely despise dishes. And that's a whole nother story that I can tell now or not. That's up to you. But I will say that if you come here and you don't feel comfortable, I feel like I did something wrong. Well, and it's, but it's not you. Honestly, I think that what I'm learning about that, and you were talking about, um, you were Stephanie here, Stephanie. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we all struggle with that. But the one word that I have really latched onto um, throughout the last, well, no, just becoming um, who God created me is the word whole. Absolutely. W H O L E, you know, <laughs> truly whole and, um, in every area of my life. And it takes, and it takes a long time to get there, you know, whether, I mean, cause as you look back on, we each, every single person has things in their past that have been hard or things that have been difficult. And, you know, we have some similar similarities mm-hmm. in our past. Um, and obviously, um, what I'm learning is that there is absolutely no one that goes through life unscathed un, you know, right. I mean, everyone has their hurt. Everyone has their story. So this journey that we're on is about becoming whole is about becoming who really, truly God created us to be. And that is a lifelong process. Absolutely. And some of us are further along on the journey than others. And we need to just, I love that you have taken it upon yourself to, to look at the, the kids that are hurting because every single person's hurting and they don't know to be confident. They don't know that they can go out to Kroger without a bra on if they need to or whatever, but but it's, but it took us a long time to get there as well. So I love that you're investing into, um, you're, and you're allowed to invest that Cliff's made that possible for you. I mean, and he has, and Mm -hmm. I appreciate that about Cliff, um, to, to truly invest in the lives of, of your kids and, those that they bring into your home and you've done an incredible job of that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I know. And for a while I worried that as Megan finished high school and that group of kids went on to college, what, you know, it, Matthew, Matthew will joke and he says he has friend. He has, <laughs> he has one friend, which is not true. And so I, I, 
I did. I wondered, you know, what will the next season look like as as Megan goes on and does her own thing? And and then I've had, you know, Matthew has had he is um, the vice president of of chamber choir. And so he's hosted, you know, events for them. And McKenna has had a couple of friends over and. I said, there, there will be other kids. There are, mm-hmm. there are other kids. It's not, it's not the end of that season for me. It, w- it will continue, and I love every minute of it. Well, it's, I think I truly believe that it's going to continue throughout your whole life because this will be a safe place for, for your kids, for their kids, for their spouse. I mean, just all of it. I mean, it's just that is who you are. That is who you will continue mm-hmm. to be, and your home is going to continue to be a safe place. And, um. That's what I have wanted and, and tried to tried to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but when your kids are going through change and all of that, it's really really difficult it to is. do that. So now I'm trying to recreate, recreate, I guess, or or maybe have it have a place because. But like tonight, I'm really excited because um, Luke's having like I think five ki- five boys over, and I'm fixing them supper and and for his birthday and. I'm so excited about that. I'm so excited about, you know, hosting and just making, creating a safe environment for them to just be kids. Just to be kids, which is what they need to be. Mm-hmm. I, I think about from the minute they step into high school as freshmen, everyone around them in the seven hours a day that they're in that building is telling them they need to know right now what they're going to do with the rest of their life. They need to be making the grades to get into college. They, you know, need to be doing this and that. And this whole long list of, I'm like, wait a minute, they're 14. Let them breathe and be 14. Because let me tell you, when I was 14, 15, 16, 17, graduating from high school, I did not know what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. I'm 40 years old, and I'm just now figuring out what I want to do with the rest of my life. And it's going to change. It's going to change as the seasons of life change. And I I think that, that there is so much pressure on kids to choose right now what they want to, what teens to choose right now, what they want to do with life, that they're missing out on actually experiencing life mm-hmm. to lead them in a direction that they would want to go. I completely agree with that. My, the other thing too is, and I, and you know, I love to read. I love school. There was nothing better than going and getting my back to school supplies and, and opening up a crisp notebook. And I mean, I am school. I mean, I loved yeah. it. I've always loved school. I, and I love to learn. I would go back to school right now just to sit in a class. God love you. I slept through my senior year. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. And I, and I'm, and I mean this with as much respect and as much, um, well, just with the, with a bunch of respect for teachers because oh, and absolutely. what they do with that school and whatever, but not everybody fits the mold exactly of, of a Sarah, <laughs> of a student that, mm-hmm. that thrives in a school environment or, you know, loves to read and whatever. We're all built and made differently. And so it's really, really hard for when, you know, you have different kids who are struggling to make it in the standardized schooling, but that's not what their, that's not what their passion is. That's not what their, it's not where their gifts and calling, calling is. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just hard, you know, um, especially when you don't fit necessarily, especially mm-hmm. 
well, you don't feel like as a teenager, I mean, I, you don't feel like you fit anywhere. You don't, you're trying to make your own way with as much as you, I loved my family. I still needed my independence. I'm still trying to become my own person. I'm feeling judged all the time by friends. I don't feel like I can, you know, it, 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 that could go on and on about how, Absolutely. about that stage. And even then through my twenties, and obviously through my 30s, I'm just now feeling like I'm coming into my own. And it just takes time. It takes it time for, for for me to learn who I am. It takes time for people around me to to kind of learn who I am to and then to encourage what they see in my life. And and we and have and obviously all of us need to have people speak into our lives of of how they how they feel or how they view um our calling as well. Right. So it's just, that's hard. It is hard. It is. You know, I have two very, no, I have one, I have one kid who, who just school comes naturally, not school. The work comes naturally, but she wants to work at her own pace. Mm -hmm. She is tired of, you know, lectures. She, she wants to work at her own pace and to do, the work and to read and to, to create. And I have one who is like, look, I'm out in eight months. <laughs> it's not even eight now. It's like seven. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm out in seven months. I need the grade to get out. And then I'm done with school. I'm, you know, Matthew has absolutely no desire to go to college when he finishes high school in May. And I have, Cliff and I have given him the freedom to make that choice. Mm-hmm. You know, it it doesn't have to be one way or the other, Mm -hmm. you know, and Megan, Megan wants college that this is, she wants it and she, she wants it bad. She's not declared a major. She says, I'm going to be here forever because I don't know what I want to do with my life. (laughs) And I'm like, well, that's going to be on your dime, not mine. And, and so every time she says, she was texting me yesterday, mom, I'm bored. Come get me. Oh. And I'm like, uh, college was your choice. I am not coming to get you. Suck it up, buttercup. This is what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And that that's my great parenting advice for yesterday. I think that that was great. <laughs> I think there are times uh, that we have to say suck times, it up, buttercup. You know, and suck just... it up. This, is, this was your choice. Nobody made you do this. Right. This was what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and so giving your kids the freedom to find who they are. But also, I mean, we've, we, the foundation was laid mm-hmm. in the hard parts, you know, mm-hmm. five years ago when it's constant boundaries and no's and, you know, constant, constant. And so now you just, you know, I just, this is me. I'm just kind of sitting back and watching what they do with what I taught them and guiding them along the way. And also, and I really firmly believe we talk about freedom. They have to know that there's, I mean, have the freedom to fail. Absolutely. Have the freedom to make mistakes, have the freedom to, to know that it's, that not everything is going to go the way that they think it's going to go or should go. But in the end that they have a safe place to come back to. And, and if they you are learned a lesson along the way. Was it really failure? No, exactly. But I, and I totally meet, you're exactly right about that, but failure in what they set out to do. And you're exactly right. There really isn't failure when you learn something in the process. That's something that I really took from, um, free the dream Mm -hmm. was that I, because I struggle with perfectionism. And so when I, 
there's a lot of times I don't start something because I'm afraid I'm going to mm-hmm. fail. And then there's times that I quit in the middle because I see it's not going to happen the way that I think that it should happen. And there really is not failure when a lesson is learned, um, when when my character is shaped, when I am becoming more of who God created me to be. Um, so you're right, there really isn't a failure in, in all of that. But the, but for me, what I was, the bottom line is there is that the, our kids have to know that they have a safe place to come to when it all doesn't turn out the way they want it. Yeah. When, the, when it, or yeah. what, how they foresaw. Or, yeah. Uh-huh. And Absolutely. I just, I just, I love, I love being a mom. I know you I do really too. Do. I know you do too. And I just happy 18th birthday, Luke. I can't believe that you have changed my life so much. And um, I'm so grateful for you. So can't believe it. I cannot believe he's 18. It's an, it's incredible. We, we both have kids over 18 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or 18 and older. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow we'll say Luke's over 18. We can, <laughs> we can. I mean, I remember I, I, can I tell this hugely embarrassing story? Yeah. I was just going to, but yeah, please do. I mean, of course that's not about gonna... just about Luke. And I mean, he is, he's an incredible man and it's not, I'm not in his everyday life anymore, and, and I get that. Um, Matthew and Luke were close for a long time, mm-hmm. but they each chose different routes, which took them on different paths, and it put distance in their relation. So I'm not... But they still love each other. They because, do. Because... They'll still game together. They're still gaming yeah, together, and, and, and I know that if one or the other needed absolutely. the other, they would go to war for the other one. Absolutely. I firmly believe that. And, um, so, but, but the point being, I'm not part of Luke's everyday life right now, but, um, I am so incredibly proud of the man that he's becoming under the stress of the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And that, um, I mean, he, he has an incredible character. He, he really does. And I remember the little boy sitting on his mama's lap and he'd be like, swallow Luke. <laughs> Swallow Luke. And I love how far they've come from the days where we had to remind them to swallow or we'd had to change their shirt four times in an hour. And I would have to do that with Luke. What was, what's so funny about that is that not only would he have this huge ring of like slobber all over his shirt all the time, he would, then there would be times that he would go eat our dog. Simon, was yes, our dog I at remember the time. Simon. He would go get Simon's food and put it in his mouth and like suck on it. So it was like this ring of dog food and slobber all, all down his shirt oh, and Luke. stuff. I mean, plus it's hard. I mean, there's just, you look back. I can How look back. far you've come, my boy. <laughs> it really has. I mean, I was pregnant. I was pregnant. When I was pregnant yes. with him. Yeah, I was pregnant. You were. <laughs> can you believe that? <laughs> when I was pregnant with him, I was sick the entire nine months. I mean, from the beginning to the end. I was throwing up while pushing th- that mm-hmm. child. I mean, it's just, I was sick, so sick. I, and I was really sick with Lydia, too. And um, I remember when I was pregnant with Lydia, um, Luke, I was vomiting over the toilet. and I, So Luke would have been about... Like he was like three. He was like three. And um, so, but he came up to me and he placed his hand on my back and he said, um, he said, God, just help my mommy to feel better. And, um, and he started rubbing my back and um, he's always been a caretaker mm-hmm. and, and 
and when I was pregnant with him, I would, I prayed that he would be a, a leader who loves people. And God answered that prayer immensely. I mean, he has strength and he's courageous, but, and he loves people. But I tell you what, it, he was the most strong-willed, he and Megan together. Oh my God. The two of them are did, oldest child. How did we children. survive them? I really right. don't know. I don't know. And, and decide to have more children. That's right. So when I, when I got pregnant with Lydia, uh, I just said, God, you know how I prayed with Luke. I said, I had no idea what I was doing. So just give me whatever you, what, you, whatever you, whatever see, you fit. see fit, yep. because I know that you know better and I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> so, and Lydia, you know, was the most laid back, yep. uh, easy, easy baby. And that was, I needed that after Luke. That's how, that's, that's the difference between Megan and Matthew and Megan. I think Megan's had the fear of missing out since the moment she exited the womb. Yeah. And that's a great way. Yes. Yes. She wouldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. She she wouldn't part from me. She would and trust me, it was not me. <laughs> she wouldn't part from you. I I was shocked. I was honestly so shocked she went to college. I, I am just, so glad that child went to college. <laughs> <laughs> it was time. It yeah, was time. but still I was I was just I was flabbergasted that she yeah. actually decided to do that. I'm so proud of her. But it was just, it was the right move for her and and I know that and um, and so comfortable in that. But when Matthew and you celebrate. came, I do celebrate and she knows I celebrate <laughs> right, I and it's not that she's, I'm not celebrating that she's gone. I'm celebrating that she's starting her story, mm-hmm. you know, a- apart from me, mm-hmm. which is how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Matthew came and, you know, getting Megan to go to bed was such a big deal. I mean, she would cry and cry until she would vomit. And that's, that was, you know, it was just, so when he he came and you know I would I would nurse him and then I would lay him down in the bed and he would go to sleep and I called my mom and I said there's something wrong with this one <laughs> I I agree with you it doesn't work the same way the other one does I, I was so scared I would go in and check on Lydia I she was sleeping through the night at at three weeks but I mm-hmm. I mean and but then but before that she was sleeping like five and six hours and I'm saying when when she's sleeping through the night at three weeks I mean I'm talking like. 10 hours right like through the night yeah and and so i remember i mean at first my well i was still trying to get luke to bed at that time still trying to there were we we honestly had to um turn his lock inside out so we would lock and this is terrible but so no we had we to lock the- we had to lock him in his room because he was coming out all hours of the night and there was no way to keep that child in so um but then i mean i'm so worried about is, is Lydia really okay? Because your your mom brain right. can't yeah. can't believe that actually that there would be a child that would actually that they sleep. just lay down and sleep. <laughs> That's I just didn't I just didn't know how to comprehend that. Yeah, I, <laughs> this one's broken. <laughs> I, I need a refund. No, just kidding. Oh my goodness, that's so, hilarious. It, it's just the difference in in the two. But I don't know how we survived Megan and Luke, uh-huh. and um. And still chose God's to have grace. absolutely God's great every day. The mercies are new every morning. <laughs> and they really were with. And those when two. you got a, when you got a toddler and a preschooler who who won't sleep through the night, <laughs> because trust me, that went well into well into probably her going into kindergarten before she. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, slept I don't think regularly. I, I don't think I got a good night's rest. Well, when from when I got pregnant with Luke until. I don't seven eight. I don't even know. I mean, I I just I don't even. 
I think that that's why I was so tired after they went to school, after they actually got into school. Yeah. Because my body was, had been just like. No. Oh. You know. I actually get some time. I get some time, time to breathe. and I can breathe. Yeah. And now now what's going on? And then I get one in preschool and get one in kindergarten and, and one in preschool. And then I decide to have another one. Well, you actually didn't decide I did, that. I didn't decide that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. But I'll keep her. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah. She's pretty incredible. She's pretty. Yeah. I tell her she's my favorite. <laughs> Do you really? I tell them all they're my favorite. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like Luke or Lydia will say, "Am I your favorite?" I say, "You're my yeah. favorite son, or you're my favorite daughter." Well, but yeah. I just, and I do love how different they are. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I think that it's really cool to see. I think how it's they- amazing. Uh huh. I do. I, I think that it is amazing mm-hmm. how different they are, mm-hmm. and and my my children as well. You know, they all have their individual strengths and weaknesses, and um, it, it it's it's an amazing thing mm-hmm. to watch their personalities develop and. You say in strengths and weaknesses, I was talking um, with someone that I um, really respect and care about, um, I think it was yesterday, and um, said something about my own weaknesses and and just thinking about how, um, you know, it applies to my my kids, um, that if you don't love someone with their weaknesses, that's not really love. Right. And it's so true. You know, I, I look... I look at my kids and I think, yeah, they, yeah, they, they mess up in this area or they're not as strong in this area or whatever, but it doesn't matter to me. I look at them and I adore them. And I think that they are just incredible creations and I marvel at who they are. And, and it's not even in spite of their weaknesses. It's kind of like, I just love all of them. You know, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. And that's what true real love is that you you just accept the whole person and you you celebrate who God created them to be and and sometimes even i think wow i think that that might be a weakness well it could be that it's my own weakness <laughs> that i'm looking at them and you know and not being right. able to see how god uses it for good um absolutely and, and so it's it's just really it was i love that i can give them unconditional love because of who they are. And then when I think about that, just how God is with us. Absolutely. And doesn't look and say, doesn't look at me, Sarah, and say, she's, she's too sensitive. She's too emotional. She's too, whatever it is. Um, He just looks and says, that's Sarah. That's Sarah. And I love her or that's Steffi. And and then you know that I love you. Um, and, And it's just so cool to think about how, how real God's and true God's love is. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It, it is the only way for me to understand God's love for me mm-hmm. is to look at how I love my kids. Right. So with that being said, um, going to uninvited, mm-hmm. um, we're on chapter three. We are. And the thing that I goes with love, I, it, I actually didn't mean to, uh, to, to go there, to go but, there it but, it, but it kind of works. So we're just going to transition. There. It works really well. That was, um, that was almost. It was kind of like spir- was, the spirit yes. did that. Didn't yeah. Because I obviously I didn't, cause I wasn't even thinking about that, but um, she talks about this quote that she heard sometimes about being like, um, it's, she said, live, love, live, loved. And 
there are so many times that I instead have lived in rejection or lived in failure or lived not knowing that I'm truly loved. And, um, and I love this quote. She says, live from the abundant place that you are loved and you won't find yourself begging others for scraps of love. And it's so true. It is. Absolutely. It is. I can see me for the, for a really long time being willing, being willing to take whatever love I, whatever love you could, could get. get. And that's not good enough anymore. Right. Because I want to know that, that, um, I'm worth that God has made me, God has made me worthy of, of being completely and totally loved. Absolutely. And that's what I want to teach my kids as well. So anyways, I just thought I loved, I loved that. Um, but she says, um, she, so she talks about what then made me think about, and it also goes with Luke's, um, birthday of Psalm 139. Mm -hmm. Um, and in Psalm 139, it says that we are fearfully and wonderfully Wonderfully made made. and that he knows us. He actually knows us and wants, um, goes, knows our weaknesses, knows our strengths. strengths. He knows it all. And, um, and he says, the, the Psalmist David says, for it was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together at my mother's womb. I praise you because I have been remarkably and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know this very well. And thinking about the word know talks about how we have to know that. But before we can do that, if you go to verse 1, it says, Lord, you have searched me and you have known me. Mm -hmm. And the only way that we can know that we have been wonderfully made is to know the Creator. Absolutely. And know what He thinks about us. So I, I, I love how God continues to pursue me and how he continues to tell me who he knows that I am so that I can know who I am. That makes any sense. It makes all of the sense. I, I have said many times that when I went to Colorado in 2012 to the captivating retreat that I came back different, that it radically changed me instant and and in turn changed my life and I remember coming down because it was a long bus ride down (laughs) I literally came down the mountain people (laughs) you went up on the mountain and then you had to come down down and um and so I remember coming home and telling Cliff I rode up that mountain I loved Jesus I came down that mountain in love with Jesus, loving myself as well. Mm, That's beautiful. And that is, I think that that is one of the, not one of, that is probably the most profound thing that happened for me Mm -hmm. on that weekend Mm -hmm. was not, it was not, any of the teachings it was now there is one teaching that radically changed my life and maybe someday I'll I'll talk Mm -hmm. fully in depth about that maybe when we read captivating maybe when we read captivating and so so the t I mean yes the teachings changed 
me the teachings taught me and but it was to be fully in love with my creator and in turn allowing that to love myself that changed me mm-hmm. you know it's funny i you sitting there talking about that and for so much of my relationship with Jesus, I would say, I love, you know, again, I've talked about that. I heart Jesus and I love Jesus. And, and for so long, I felt like I had to love him in order to have a relationship with him. I had to be good enough. I had, you know, and my love had to be good enough. The bottom line is, is that, he, he loves, loves us regardless. That's he loves us. And it says, you know, and, and it says, I think it's in first John that we love because he first loved us. Absolutely. There's absolutely no way that I can love Jesus unless I understand that how much he, he loves, lo- how much he loves me. How, I mean, you know, go back to, you know, Jesus loves me. This, this I, I know. know, you know, I'm not going to sing for you people. You Sorry. know, that is so, I mean, it's about. Jesus loving I me, mean, not about how much I love him or how much I can prove that or, or what it is. It's about his love for me, which then transforms and gives me the reason to love him right. and love and love others well. And love others as well. And it's not based on my emotion because if it was based on my emotion, I'll tell you what. Y'all wouldn't be loved. <laughs> No, that's that that's based on my emotion i was gonna say Steffi. <laughs> no I, I love how you do uh, Steffi. i would i would love i think that i would still love you because you um yeah i would still love you but there are people <laughs> in my life that i'm telling you what if it was based on my emotion right you know and i struggle with that it, because emotions just are they're fickle they're very very fickle um but but when i have relationship based on the truth of who god is and who he says i am and then which in turn helps me to see who others are in his eyes. It makes it a whole lot easier to um, authentically love. Absolutely. And to give of myself. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I, um, this chapter, I really, really, chapter three was really good. Um, really simple concepts. Really Very si- simple concepts. Really simple in a lot of ways. But what makes Lisa so good is her... Is her willingness to be vulnerable Absolutely. and to say, you know, look, I, you know, I, I, and I love, and I love that. And, um, and she says, um, that she didn't want to keep being a slave to her runaway emotions and assumptions. And I can tell you, I've lived, I've lived that I can. And what I, I think for any, any of us, it's a process, but I'm not shackled to that anymore. Exactly. I used to be shackled to my emotions and my whims and what other people thought of me or what I perceived others to think of me. And that's not what she opens with when she says, yeah. you know, the lady at the gym hates me. Yes. It, it wasn't necessarily that the lady at the gym hated her. It was her, it was her percep. It was Lisa's perception of the lady at the gym hating her. Right. It's exactly right. Yes. And so I, and I've lived in that too, where like I thought, and then I've, in order to protect myself, I put up these walls and I'm like, well, if you're not going to like me, well, I don't like you then, if, you know, and it's all based on perception. It is. And so it is. Do not perceive to think that you know me 
unless I have actually spoken words to you. Right. And again, we don't know what's going we, on in people's lives no, or whatever. Absolutely not. I go through, I, I think I, I, I said this last week. Um, you know, everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. You know, the grumpy cashier at Kroger. She we, has a story. Right. And you just want to say, bless her heart. And I just, you know, sometimes I just want to be like, and I'm going to get real and honest. I'm going to be authentic. Sometimes I just want to be like, you know what? Smile while you're scanning my groceries. Because <laughs> I'm smiling at you. But it's not that, you know, I try to make a connection. And I, I'll tell you what, here's what I do. I'll tell you what I do right now. I only go through a checkout lane at Kroger if there's a teenager that goes to school with my kids. Which happens quite it, often now. Happens, happens quite often now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I, will let, I will let them ring up my groceries mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and make connection and make conversation. You know, I, I remember that they have a story. I don't know what their story is. Right. But I try to think about the part that I'm playing in their story. Right. And you don't am I going to make villain. it worse? <laughs> right. Am I going to am I going to yell and be nasty and make it worse? Or am I going to be like, you know what? Sometimes even I have bad days mm-hmm. like this morning when I said no to the world and went back to bed. Like, and we I need a do over. <laughs> we're we're going to try this again later. God's mercies will have to. They're new every morning, but I need a new I need more them hours. New, like three hours from now. That's when I need them. To <laughs> and be I know new. that God's mercies are going to shower on me in That's three right. hours. That's right. I get it. I, um, I want to be in somebody's story. I really, truly want to be Cinderella. You are. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, like, I really. But hold on. You want to be Cinderella in your own story. Right. You don't want to be the Cinderella in someone else's story. No, 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 no. But what I mean. Because, like, think about who Cinderella was to the stepsisters or. Oh, you're good. That's good. You know, to to the mice who turned into, you know. The the, mice were actually her friends. They were. But then they turned into the, you know. Think about they were her friends. They weren't cinderella good point you All right, I am are cinderella. cinderella in your story yes i really am i'm usually the wicked stepmother you are not <laughs> you are not you are that's very true i yes i am the cinderella um you are i am i would say that i was Belle, but then that would make cliff the beast and that's kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know i what I, you know what I like about, I mean, for me with Cinderella is how she was so, she was herself. She was. No matter what was going on around her. Mm-hmm. You know, going in, in Philippians, it says, um, Paul says, I'm content in every Content cir- in every circumstances. That's how I see Cinderella. Mm-hmm. And then God, or the king and the prince ended up rewarding her um, and seeing the beauty of who she was in the midst of terrible circumstances. Have I done that well? Throughout my life, heavens, no, but oh. nobody does. And I'm learning that it's a process and that she didn't get to the ball all at one time. No. You know, we it, only saw Cinderella's good days. That's true. Good point. Good point. It's a fairy tale for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I understand that. Oh, I, so you know, my, you know, yeah. my love for ducks and geese and yes. all that. So in the Cinderella remake that they made, the, the live yes. action. Have you ever noticed? I mean, so I saw that, and I knew that God made that movie just for me. I mean, the the geese and the ducks that are in there quite often, and they're white and all that. But did you see the chandelier mm-hmm. that's in that movie? It's it's they're ducks or geese, and it's a chandelier. And I'm like, 
that's my 25th dream. I want that chandelier. I know it. Sorry. I was telling Steffi that because at Free the Dream, we had to fill out uh, 25, what we wanted in our life. Didn't matter. You know, once dreams, desires, be as selfish as you want to be or, you or, know, or be dream as giving. Is big. And, right. Dream, dream big. is big. And, you know, and just knowing that it could happen. I mean, it could happen. My 25th dream, because and we were just talking earlier upstairs that we want to share those at some point, have like a yeah. dream. Have Mine a dream. are here. So whenever you want to bring okay. yours, bring and we'll share them. And um, so I want that chandelier. Now, you know, one of my dreams and my goals, I Oh my goodness! I want that chandelier in my in the home, in the home one day that I have. There you go. That's exciting. Okay, so I'm really excited. I really want to go home and just write that one down. I, I see it in your office over your desk. Like that's where I think it should go. You're so exactly that, right. Yeah. yeah, like where I can read and study and do all yes. that. This last one of her last quotes in this chapter, and I think it goes so well with everything that we've that we've been talking about. It says, "God's love isn't based on me. He it's simply placed on me." It's not based on who I am, but absolutely that he, that he places it on us. It's and, freely given, and and from the beginning of time, when when he knit us together in in our own mother's wombs, and when he made us, when he created us, he breathed in us the breath of life, and then he put his hands, I firmly, you know, and just placed his love on us, and that cannot be taken away. It's just whether we will choose to live in it or not. Absolutely. So are we going to live loved? Live loved. Mm-hmm. I know now we taking us back to the very beginning when you were talking about things that are hard to say. Live, live loved, loved is hard to say. It is. It's very hard to say, but. And can sometimes be hard to do. Yes, I think very hard to do, but it needs to be our reality. Absolutely. Um, and I, and I, and I pray that over every single person that's listening, that they will know that they are deeply loved. Deeply, deeply loved. And I deeply love you, Steffi. And I deeply love you. I know. I do. And I am, um, I am continually amazed at the new light in your eyes. It's beautiful. Thank you. It feels good to, to have a lightness. And I mean, both like not having this burden, but just then have feeling like I'm walking right in, in a beautiful light that there's, that I'm coming out of, that I'm coming out of darkness into into his glorious, beautiful light. And it feels so good. Um, I, I just am, I'm amazed at how he continues to, how God continues to be faithful, how he's, how he provides, um, there's obviously still difficulties and, and everything, but that's it's, just life. that is just life. And I am living more in the reality that I truly am loved um, by, by God himself and then by the people that he places in my life. And it's, it's a great experience. It is. And it, it, it's amazing to watch. And I pray over the people that he places in your life. Thank you. Regularly. Okay. So before I say something I'm not allowed to say, I'm going to um, 
about other things that I pray about. We'll just we'll just wrap it up right here. And- <laughs> so speaking of that, I just have to say this. So my mom, bless her heart, she listens to us, and I love that. But she said she was talking about how she loves our rapport, mm-hmm. and, and she loves listening to our friendship and just how good we are together and we feed off each other. But then she said um, – she said, one of the things that I love about Steph is that you can tell there are so many things that she wants to say. I'm she, not allowed. I'm just not allowed. And she doesn't say them. And she said, I, and she was amazed at your self-control. Um, putting a mic in front of my mom's mouth might not be a very. I, I would tell your mom that this is what I would tell your mom. Mm-hmm. God love. I would tell her to listen to an episode. I'd have to, I'd, I'd probably have to find it and, and send it to her because uh-huh. I'd archives confuse me but cliff and i recorded an episode of family from the heart it's a show that the two of us did together for 10 years and there is an episode that is literally titled that episode (laughs) 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 because i said something about a sibling and once i got started i could not stop and um i was not nice and it was it was honest. Every bit of it was honest. <laughs> you were authentic, weren't you? Stephanie? I was very authentic, and um, you know, in in the sense of family from the heart, it was from the heart. <laughs> and so I have to tell you that I listen. I, I the whole time he's like Stephanie, stop, stop, <laughs> But I was on a roll, and I couldn't stop. And um, my my dad's listened to that episode, and he actually said it was one of the best ones yet. <laughs> so I mean, this has been this has probably been oh, six seven years ago, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but I've learned I've learned a lot since then. <laughs> See, we're all on and a journey and a process. That's my my filter sometimes has big holes in it, and sometimes <laughs> works really well. It is just I try I really. Obviously, my husband and my kids know that um, they're not so protected. You know, things are going to, their dirt will get spilled on a podcast. It's just part of how we've chosen to live our life. Uh, but I do try to keep a, a, a level of um, protection, I guess. Respect. Respect over over relationships that are not immediately in this house. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and so in that, my, my filter gets reinforced regularly. <laughs> Again, it's just a journey. It's a process and we're both trying it to is. learn. And so there are times that I feel like I'm really, I'm really getting it. And there are times that I'm not. Yeah. That, that, and there's times that, oh my goodness, I want to say so much more and I, by God's grace, somehow he puts a rain on my tongue. I will tell you this. This is something that I've learned from my dad, and it's something that I've learned from his mom, whom I call Nanny. Nanny. Um, my, my grandma is 89 years old, and I want to be just like her when I grow up. She's incredible. So, which basically means I'll just beat my grandkids with a broom when they don't come visit me. <laughs> <laughs> and make or, incredible biscuits and yes. pork chops. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. So, um, but but one of the lessons that I learned from them was... You can be nice and you can be honest, but you can't always be both at the same time. Mm. It's just not possible. So with that, live loved 
and find the filter that helps you to be nice and honest. <laughs> if people here's it's, sometimes it's not nice sometimes to not to not be to honest. To not be honest. You're that's absolutely not real, right. That's not real love if you can't not. truly be honest and um and in order to have true real relationships, you got to it's going to get ugly sometimes. It is. It's just that's just the reality. That's just that's just how it is. It's just how it is. So we can be nice. We can live loved. We can be honest, and uh, we can live authentically. Probably not all at the same time. I think that there's a balance. Well, yes, but it's a journey, and I will not be complete this side of heaven. Amen. So, guys, thank you for. Um, joining us for another episode of authentic life radio Ooh, that was good we um we encourage you to live loved and to live your life authentically every day